guys, it's Thomas Lauer and Down to Earth Fit, and I'm here again with my buddy Adil. Hey guys, this is Adil, and don't try to pronounce my last name because it's a little bit hard. It's hard chowy, so um, just don't give it a shot. It's fine. Cool. Yeah, so uh, Adil kind of wanted to talk today a little bit about, uh, well, you know, we got summer coming around the corner and just Mm -hmm. a few things that we can do to to get ripped by summer. Uh, You know, you don't have to get crazy ripped, but, you know, at least get the beach body that everybody wants. You can take your shirt off the beach, feel good and all that jazz. Exactly. And that's and that's it. So we're all getting closer to summer. I mean, for people who live in the area where where I live, for instance, we this is a cycle. You know, we wait until summer until to cut before somebody like you who lives in Southern California. I think it's a it's an all year thing, isn't it? It really is. I mean, we're, we're kind of living in an endless <laughs> summer here. But, you know, you still have that proverbial summer, that starting line of summer where you, uh, you know, everyone wants to look at for summer because because everyone else has their shirts off and you want to at least feel good about yourself so if you've got a few ways that you can you know get ripped in a short amount of time uh you know i'm all for it (laughs) that's good yep and so uh we're gonna talk to our listeners today about the 10 things that they can do to get ripped by i don't know june july august i guess just summer right it's yeah let's let's let's, let's say let's say uh, june 21st is the start of summer but you know it doesn't start getting real hot until july so let's just say 10 ways to get ripped by july let's do that so first thing i think we put on the list here is attitude so having a positive attitude definitely definitely will i think that's the biggest biggest thing of all i mean that's Mm -hmm. that's the reason that it's number one on there i mean guys and gals attitude your attitude determines your altitude like they always say if you've (laughs) you just (laughs) got to get yourself in the right mindset i mean things like fear doubt discomfort uh you know they're all catalysts for procrastination they're no matter what no matter how motivated you may feel if you don't have a positive attitude about it it just doesn't do yourself any good um i mean it casts a shadow over your goals and dreams i mean it's it's horrible you have to believe in yourself you have to visualize what you want to look like you have to literally wake up every morning and have an image that you want to look like so that you can proceed and work towards that goal that's that's huge so attitude and visualization and that's that's great so a lot of people will just you know before they even start they put themselves uh they put themselves down and just say hey you know i don't think i'm gonna do this or i can do this or i don't have this and i don't do that so they already preconditioned themselves that they can't do it so hey check your attitude before doing that and then chemically it's actually really bad because it does does promote the release of something we all hate which is our not so favorite um hormones cortisol yeah now cortisol cortisol is the devil if there ever was uh one in the fitness world or in the health and fitness world i mean cortisol is your worst enemy cortisol is going to make you hold water it's going to make you gain fat and destroy muscle mass and guys and gals when you stress when you have a poor attitude, those cortisol levels, they do elevate. It is not a myth. Your cortisol is a direct correlation of that. And, you know, our bodies basically respond in a simple fight or flight mechanism. When you're stressed out, whether you're mentally stressed out or physically stressed out, those cortisol levels are jacked up. It has a huge effect, a huge effect on how quickly you get lean. That goes all the way down to getting sleep and everything like that. You're going to harbor more fat. It's going to it's going to further you from your weight loss goals or your muscle building goals. Uh, it, it really is important to keep that attitude up just for the sake of cortisol from a physiological standpoint. Yeah, and that that's really important. So, so I think we we had enough to to say about attitude. Although we could have an entire episode about attitude and positive thinking, which 
we going to have that down the line for sure. Yeah, I, I think so. I'm thinking that, you know, that's going to be something that we're going to gear up towards fall as people are, uh, you know, starting to take the kids back to school and people are starting to really think about what they want to do for the next year and, and gearing up the attitude. Right now, we're, you know, we really want to focus you guys on on a little bit more of the cosmetic, <laughs> I guess you could say the, <laughs> the, super, the superficial side of things. We're getting into summer. Let's take our shirts off. Yep. So that that's the segue to the second one in the line is hire a coach. So what, what's your take on that? Guys, uh, always hire a coach. And I am not just saying this because I am a coach. I promise you. It's <laughs> even even at my level, uh, being on fitness covers and having all the you know the followers that I want and everything like that, I still have multiple coaches. Why? Because I need accountability. Because no matter how great you are, no matter where you are, no matter how beginner or advanced you are, you need someone to keep you in check because you will always have somewhat of a distorted perception of yourself, whether it's good or bad. Some people may look in the mirror and think they look terrible when they actually look pretty good and they're getting their cortisol levels out of whack for no reason. And some people quite the, quite the contrary. They may look in the mirror and they may see that they uh, they look amazing when unfortunately eh, you got some got a little work and mm-hmm. you have to have that person be able to keep you in check. And it doesn't even have to be an amazing coach sometimes. Sometimes it's just sometimes that coach can be your roommate, can be your spouse, can be your significant other because that 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 coach is just someone that's going to hold you accountable. But uh, having someone that does have the knowledge base is definitely important because they can they can help you in more ways than one. But uh, I mean, a deal you use a couple of coaches, too, don't you? And, and yeah, absolutely. So one of the coaches I have is yourself, which is amazing, which I'm so blessed that I, I have you to uh, to reach my uh, fitness goals and stuff. But but I do have coach in every aspect of my life. So let's say in fitness and business and, you know, mindset in everything so to me that's more you touched on on accountability and that's huge for me because um that's what i notice where people kind of slack off is that accountability they don't have somebody to say that that's going to be very upfront and say hey guy i think you need to change that not in a, in a mean way but in very open and an honest conversation and just say yeah hey here's what you need to work on here's the next steps and here is and kind of keep you in check so definitely um have coach and always going to have a coach. So, uh, yeah. And, and the big thing is right now is there's so much information on the internet, so much misleading information, so much bro science out there <laughs> yep. that it, it's, it's analysis paralysis. So like so many people try to self coach and they say, Oh, I can do it myself. But then next thing they know, they're going two days following a specific diet plan. And then they start looking into another route because they're, they click on another banner ad that takes them to a different style. So they start following a different, and there's never any continuity of their diet or continuity of their training. Cause they're always adapting to a new program because they don't know what to follow, you know, hire a coach, find a coach, find a mentor that you can stick with for, you know, for a length of time. So you can actually give yourself a chance to adapt to those training methods. No, absolutely. And that's the, that's the thing is it's a shiny object syndrome. So, um, I mean, I used to suffer from that. Like I want to do the ketogenic diet. I want to do the, the, whatever it is, the high carb, whatever diet, you know, it's so weird, paleo and this and that. So each time there's something, all these guys, all these things, guys, it's all distraction from your goal. So stick to something and be consistent and have patience. So then you're going to get through it. Otherwise you're just going to be all over the place. Yeah. Come June. 
you're still don't not looking the way you want it to look. So, um, so that just to stick to uh, a one specific diet because it takes time for your body to adjust. Um, I think I think another one too. Where we have our coaching clients. I think we have them on a Facebook group. So that's one of the best ways to keep people accountable is Facebook. Um, we have a, a closed Facebook for our members. We just have them to post certain things each day or each week. We have some challenges and we have them talking. So we create a community within that. And those guys hold each other accountable at the end of the day, um, which is a proven model. It works phenomenal for us, at least. Oh, yeah. I know it even works for me. I mean, it's uh, even so much as having a training partner now and then. I, I usually am a lone wolf. I usually like to train solo because I've been doing it a while. I'm pretty motivated myself. But when when I train with somebody else, it reminds me how much better the workouts can be. And so if you can't afford a coach, if you absolutely can't afford to do that, you can't afford a trainer, uh, guys, just go, go find someone, find a good friend and work out with them. Just, uh, you know, buddy up. So, mm-hmm. exactly. So now that's going to take us to the third one in the line, which is cardio, um, which I love to do says no one ever <laughs> hey actually no hey hey i like my cardio <laughs> <laughs> that's it yeah I, well it's I, a love-hate relationship how about that no, for me no. at least <laughs> I, I i like my cardio i am not gonna lie i'm biased to cardio and that probably stems from me being a cross-country and a long-distance runner growing up and it's just like i find some i find some sanctity in it i find some peace in it i can collect my thoughts uh for those of you that are, are wound kind of high like I am. And, uh, you know, sometimes you might find that you find your center and it's almost a form of meditation to do cardio. So, so I love cardio. So many of my clients, uh, by default start liking cardio because I, I phrase it in such a positive light. Cardio doesn't need to be miserable. It can be fun mm-hmm. by the way. I mean, you can go outside and you can do cool shit. I mean, it's just, it's, you, you want to just have a good time doing it. It doesn't have to be regimented and automated, but in order to really get ripped, you, you have to lose fat. And, uh, you know, there, there, there are some pills out there, but we don't really want uh, total magic pills. You know, it's not the best way to do it. You, you just have to put in the hard work. Absolutely. There is no magic pill. It's a, it's a long-term thing. Not again, it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. I mean, with cardio just for, uh, God, I started like two weeks ago and I'm already seeing some dramatic changes. Um, not, I don't hate really cardio, but just God, the thing is, it's a it's a, that dilemma. I want to be big and shredded, which kind of it's kind of hard, you know. So cardio for me makes me a little bit flat, but again, it helps my heart. It helps me uh, lose fat. It helps a lot of things, and I feel great afterwards. So I guess it just in that beginning, in that early stage, you just feel like, oh God, I'm not gonna do. I don't like it, which is something for us you know, who live in this region because it's cold entire year until summer. So we don't do cardio until later, which is something that I need to get better at because I want to do cardio for my heart, not just for the fat, for the fat um, burning aspect. Um, so that's one of the, the things that's kind of uh, definitely changing right now. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, for, for most of our female listeners, they're, they're, they're probably in enjoy cardio to an extent. And when they actually start getting into a workout regimen, it's probably one of the first things they do. Studies have shown that, that women enjoy cardio far more than men. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's okay. I mean, it's, um, so, uh, a specific message to our, our men listeners, specifically the ones that are muscle bound and, uh, you know, are going down the, the size road, trying to put on muscle mass. Um, here's something uh, fun for you. If you guys are actually doing your cardio, you're going to increase your blood flow. You're going to get a much better pump. So uh, that means more nutrients to the muscle, more muscle growth. 
so it does help you. So, so keep the cardio in. It's going to help you get you ripped. It's going to ultimately help you keep size because it's a lot better to add the cardio in than to uh, cut the cardio out and then have to dramatically add it in and lose a bunch of size. Mm-hmm. Which is actually the bra science. The bra science says don't do cardio at all if you're trying to keep the gains, <laughs> yeah. which is totally not true. Exactly. And, you know, the, the bros, you know, we, we always call them bros, by the way, for those of you that are just tuning in, you know, bros meaning the guys, the, the uh, you know, wearing the, uh, the flat brimmed hats that just have a bunch of, uh, went to Google university and learned a bunch of stuff off of Google that try to tell you stuff in the gym and how you should be doing things with no scientific evidence or anything like that. Um, that bro science can be, can be dangerous because it's usually one sided. It's usually, uh, sided to the point of what that person feels and what works for that person versus what works for the general population. So that's what we mean by bro science. <laughs> I would do love you bros. So, <laughs> oh man, the bros, the bros are, those are great. They're great. Inter- they're great entertainment. They're used. They're always good people. It's just the science may not be exactly what we're looking for. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So uh, now the fourth one would be strength training, which is something that's my favorite and a lot of people it's favorite. However, a lot of girls have an issue with that. So I think we should do an entire episode on strength training for girls where there's this myth or, oh, I don't want to get too bulky or whatever it is. So what are your takes on that? Yeah. I mean, strength training is absolutely key to ramping up the metabolism and losing fat. And women, uh, you're not going to get bulky. The, the main thing is you don't have the hormones in place to get yourself bulky unless you are adding them you know, adding a, basically, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're, you're bringing hormones into your body that really shouldn't be coming into your body. Let's just put it that way. If you're not doing that, you're not going to get bulky unless your calories are just through the roof. And if you're dieting and you're adding strength training and your calories aren't going to be elevated, all that you're going to do is stimulate your body to burn more fat by actually creating more muscle and by putting tax on the body. So when you tear apart a muscle fiber by actually strength training with it, your body has to kick into overdrive in order to repair that. So when it's repairing that, that takes calories, which means the food that you eat is actually going to repairing the muscle rather than just floating around your bloodstream looking for a place to be stored as fat. So strength training is good. Don't be afraid of it, women. I'm telling you, it's going to help you. And I think we're finding more and more that, you know, strong is the new skinny, not to sound cliche, but mm-hmm. you're seeing, you're seeing a lot of that. I mean, even out in the cold, you know, even up in the colder climate where you are it's it's just a big thing you know oh it's huge it's huge i mean and it's and it's visually appealing too i mean i I love seeing that i love seeing this fit girls that just kick ass in the gym and and then just tear it apart i mean it's they're they're pretty good um i think there's a trend right now it's it's kind of changing this in our area it's been changing for a while but um but that's so ladies don't be afraid of straight training it's only going to tone you up it's only going to get you free lifts if you know what i mean um you don't have to go pay yeah anyway so, yeah that's, so, a, that's, a, that's a whole nother podcast channel i i know i know i've, I've already told that a few girls that she's like oh i don't can't afford seven thousand i'm like well you can afford doing some chest workouts and and you see the magic that's going to happen to the month yeah. to your muscle and how it's going to help you yeah it's it's as as blunt as it may be it's true um mm-hmm. it, do, it does help it does actually help lift the uh 
Yeah. So anyway, we'll move moving on to the next one. And hey, for those of you that are one, I know I keep referring to a deal that's living in a colder climate. He's not up in North Dakota. He's not up in some- uh, Or North I Pole. Had, <laughs> yeah, we, we, we had a couple people uh, email in after the last podcast that said, where, where is a deal? Because he, he is foreign. You know, we, we mentioned in the first podcast that he's, he's Moroccan. <laughs> um, so they, a couple of people thought he was Russian, that he was up in Russia. And uh, no, he's not, he's not Russian. He lives in probably one of the most beautiful places on earth in uh, Lake Tahoe. And uh, that's just a, an amazing area up there. So, and it's funny, man, when you tell people about Morocco, they, they think deserts and camels and all that stuff, which I have never seen a camel in my life, nor I've seen a desert. I lived in a very cold area in Morocco by the Atlas Mountains. So it's completely different. So it, co- it ruins the stereotype a little bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <So>, exactly. <laughs> so the next one would be um, go green. Doesn't mean go drive a Prius. I mean, nothing, nothing against that or anything, but go green as far as your diet, your food, your choices. Studies show that driving a Prius makes you ripped. <laughs> God love it. Oh God! So we need to go and get some stock for Toyota because I guess that's <laughs> it's gonna blow up tomorrow or something. Hey, I, <laughs> it's crazy. Amber, Amber, and I got a Lexus hybrid, and uh, I tell you, it was probably one of the one of the best moves that we made. And we're rocking that thing because when I, you know, I, I show up and I'm and I'm ripped. People are like, oh gosh, here's this guy. He's, it's not a Prius. We, you know, Lexus SUV hybrid. But people be like, oh gosh, this guy in a hybrid. And then I get out. And they're like, wait a minute, now I want one because mm-hmm. I want to get ripped. <laughs> So that's the secret. God, you just revealed that to our listeners. Well, that's okay then. Hey, well, actually, when it comes down to you save money on gas, you can afford the organic food that we preach. There we go. There we go. I mean, that's that's literally true. This is. Um, I mean, it's it makes it makes sense financially. The yeah. amount of money you're going to be spending on gas, you can be spending it on your organic food, and there we go. It's a win situation. Yeah, but but legitimately going green, um, adding those leafy greens in, those cruciferous veggies, those roots, and other uh, you know other things like that. Going green is huge, simply because of what it does to uh, your satiating and basically satiating you. I mean, it makes you satisfied. So you're not going to want to indulge on those other foods. But the other thing is simply vitamins and helping your body remain in an alkaline state. So keep those veggies in and avoid the processed foods and, and you know, try to go organic whenever possible. Uh, it, it really just makes a tremendous difference and all around just helps your complexion. It helps, helps everything. Yeah. It, it's, it's a down, you know, it's a, an upward spiral for, for everything. It helps your skin, helps your, um, your body makes you look good. So we are the footprints of what we eat. So when you introduce all these great foods, definitely, um, to kind of help out actually you, you know what i literally got a text message about an hour ago from all my friends and she her question was maybe this is off topic of the green but i really want to get your inputs on this while it's still fresh in my mind eating for breakfast eating um yogurt and granola is that good okay um again i've got my own personal opinion on that uh yogurt and granola mixes generally two things that i try to avoid for the most part which mixes dairy and it mixes gluten um but you know from a macronutrient standpoint yeah that's that's a good combination but if you're gonna do yogurt do do greek yogurt um it's a little bit higher concentration of protein usually less sugar and eh, it tastes a hell of a lot better it's pretty damn good Okay. Uh, the gr- granola is very high in fat, very high in sugar, and very high in gluten because it's pure oats. So they do make some gluten-free oats out there, but I would recommend uh, you know getting something that's that's going to be a little bit more gluten-free, like maybe even some organic rice cereal. So something like Rice Krispies, but something that's organic, and mix that into your Greek yogurt. Okay, that's great. I mean, for me, yeah. I just told her, hey, listen, just go green. Um, 
get yourself spinach. How can you cook an omelet? Can you do some spinach and yeah, some, yeah. yeah. And she's like, well, it's on the go. And I said, it takes two seconds to do it here. Yeah. The, the issue with greens in the morning is it's tough to eat greens in the morning and they're, they're a little bit tougher to digest. And, you know, I must, uh, I must confess that it's difficult for me to get greens in the morning. I usually start getting my greens in around around midday and then after midday it's easy for me to get them down but in the morning it's a little rough on your stomach sometimes to have greens really? but yeah cook them cook, cook them that's for me at least but cook them up into an omelet or something like that and it's not not too bad okay. but, uh, or you just do what my dog does and just go and eat the grass <laughs> yeah that might not be a bad idea <laughs> <laughs> yeah. tell you my do- dogs have a lot of energy so they're doing something right that's probably true you know i've seen them <laughs> <laughs> all right well the, the next one would be eating more so a lot of people, a lot of people are afraid of that. So they're like, "Well, I'm just going to cut portions." I had a meeting yesterday with one of my clients, and and then she she is struggling with losing weight. When we drill drill down to her diet, her macros, and her you know calories you can take, she is under eating. She's not eating enough. And of course, what your body, what does your body do? It stores it because exactly. it tries to hold on to it. And I feel like a broken record because I say this a lot, but when you undereat, your body assumes that you were in a point of starvation and you're in a, in a, in a point of fathom. So it um, actually will store on to what little food you do eat in an effort to try to keep you uh, alive. It's going to store it as fat and give you a little bit of background. But basically fat yields nine calories per gram and carbohydrates and proteins yield four calories per gram. So if the body can store fat, it is very energy efficient for it because that fat is going to store in the form of adipose tissue, which is later going to convert to nine calories per gram of energy. So it's a lot more energy. It's like your body running on jet fuel versus running on gasoline. So whenever it's possible, your body's going to try to hold on to fat. So the way that you can get around that is by eating more uh, frequently and eating usually a little bit more calories than you usually do. It's not always about calories in versus calories out because it comes down to calories in versus calories out over the long term. It's not necessarily per 24 hour period. It could be for 48 hour period or a week. All that matters is that you're in an overall calorie deficit. It doesn't have to really be for 24 hours. It needs to be looked at more long term. So eat more frequently because that thermic effect, the, the amount of energy that it takes your body to digest food and to get your core body temperature up when you're eating that food is tremendous. And guess what? The cool thing is you're torching calories when you're not even doing anything because your body is working and digesting. Amazing. Amazing how that works. I mean, it's, uh, it's total science and total, you know, ancestors behavior like back in the day when we were che- you know chased by gorillas and things like that your body is trying to hold on to as as, ma- as many calories and as many as I, I guess it's fat right like yeah typically no, it's fat yeah it is and actually you said being chased by gorillas that brings us back to cardio that's uh, guys for those of you that want some amazing cardio i recommend uh, popping the fence at your local zoo <laughs> yeah that's scary <laughs> that is scary yeah <laughs> Cool. So eating more, eat more guys or girls. I think that's, that's, that has a lot of benefits and eat clean, not just eat more and you, you know, eat yeah, some I quality guess, versus yes. full disclaimer there. Mm-hmm. Eat so. quality stuff, not quantity. I mean, I'd rather eat something that's organic, healthy, that's going to get, you know, processed and absorbed better than eating crap. That's just going to just bunch of chemicals. That's just going to make you look like a zombie later on, make you feel like a zombie too. Because yeah, that's yeah. one thing, just insane. 
You, you ever see those people at like the grocery store that they just they just look gray? I mean, like their their skin. Unfortunately, much, yeah, they just look gray. And sometimes, um, you know, I walked into a, a grocery store the other day, and it was uh, with Amber. And it was, we are, it sounds funny, but we're so used to shopping at Whole Foods and shopping at Sprouts and Trader Joe's now that when we walk into a, a regular grocery store, um, traditional supermarket, it's weird. It almost feels weird. It feels very, uh, can almost feel the processed food. It's just, mm-hmm. and we walked in there, um, and the people walking through the, the aisles were literally, they, they looked like zombies. They were unhealthy and just grabbing uh, processed food off the shelves like they didn't even think about it like they're just like this is what i'm supposed to do it's what i've been doing it's my pattern and so the 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 biggest thing is it it hurt me to see them so unhappy these people just looked miserable and i'm never going to judge anyone by their skin complexion or anything like that but what i can't and i'm not going to judge them but what i can do is i can look at them and i feel bad because they look sad they don't Mm -hmm. look happy and it's uh, it's it's just it's wild. It is totally unfortunate. I mean, that's the reason why we're trying to raise uh, awareness and, and tell people, hey, listen, there is other ways to eat healthy and look healthy and feel healthy. I mean, it doesn't have to be you know that's just because you grew up and see your parents or whatever doing the same thing doesn't mean you have to do that. So you need to take charge of your life. Otherwise, it's going to take charge of you, and it's literally not a not a fun place to be. I mean, it's a uh, you know, all these cancers and all these crazy diseases are just popping up left and right. It's, it's, it's all could be, um, not say it could be cured, but it could be, the chance could be minimized, um, by eating clean and eating healthy. This is, this is a long-term thing. It's not a, yeah, you get a short-term, uh, satisfaction out of it for sure. And then you get the look and you get that, but ultimately it's how you feel and how you're going to be, are you going to be around, your kids or your grandkids are you going to be having energy to play with them are you going to be having are you going to put your family through stress if you get in the hospital and they have to take care of you and all that stuff so always put that in mind it's not just all about the look it's all about you know the long term and how you feel the look is gravy like we always say look is gravy Uh, it's just a bonus you know the the best part is being able to get out and do cool things because you feel amazing. That's, that's what, that's what we hear at organic fit and D2E. I mean, that's what we're really about mm-hmm. is, is having the opportunity to do amazing things because you feel good. The things that you, the things that you wanted to do when you were a kid, we encourage everyone to go back to being a kid. I'm a kid. I hang out and play with my dogs all day. I mean, I'm like a little five-year-old and, um, but you know what? I, I play with my dogs because I feel good. I'm flexible. I can get down on the ground and roll around with them and have fun. And we encourage everyone to just be a kid and remember what you want to do and what you wanted to do when you were a kid. You wanted to climb that rock wall. You wanted to climb to the top of the mountain. You wanted to climb that tree. You, it, so you just go back to that and remember what you were. And that's what we're going to try to achieve by getting healthy. Exactly. Because when we were kids, our systems were more pure. And through years and years and years, we've detoxified or we've, de- we've scar- excuse me, we've toxified them and we have uh, put a burden on our systems. And a lot of us pay the price and we need to get ourselves back to being kids. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And uh, that's a segue to um, to another not another element there, which a lot of people don't actually have enough of, which is very crucial. It represents 73 percent of our body water. 
good old agua frio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um, again, yeah, none of us, so many of us aren't drinking enough water. And almost everyone isn't drinking enough water because it's relative. The more the more water that you do drink, the more water that you require. So it's, uh, you know, if you typically drink two gallons, your body's used to drinking two gallons. And many of us have a hard time getting two gallons every day. So just try to keep a consistent level of water up and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, that, that's going to keep that metabolism rocking and rolling, keep your system lubricated, flush out the impurities, flush out those toxins a little bit easier, take some of the legwork off of your body and your organs. Yeah. And then that's a, I mean, there's some th- school of thoughts that says, if you want to lose weight, drink more water. If you want to gain weight, drink water. So it is, it is a, a crucial thing that a lot of people don't actually pay attention to. And then they, what they replace it with soda. Yep. Uh, and all these sugary juices. Oh, I had an orange juice this morning. I'm like, unless you squeeze it in by yourself, I don't think that's something you should put in, in your body. Um, you know, there's a lot of um, people are doing that. And they're just like, oh, I had an apple juice this morning. Well, I had an orange juice this morning. I'm like, well, no, unless you did that yourself, then you should not be drinking that. No, exactly. And in fact, as you were talking, I pulled up my gallon water jug and I'm, I'm drinking some right now because I just it just occurred to me that I'm behind where I should drink. So here's a little tip for you guys. It's simple. You know, you don't have to carry a gallon water jug with you. Um, I don't even typically like to do that because let's get real. Um, it, it, can, what can you, you know, it, it's not that hard to, you know, drink uh, a few different smaller water bottles. You don't have to carry a big jug with you all the time, but I carry a jug at least in my car. So I know how much I'm drinking, but I recommend taking a marker and writing on the water bottle, making some markers as to how much water you want to be drinking by what time of the day. So let's say you want to have, you have a, let's say you have a 32 ounce water bottle, you know, make it so that you, uh, you're writing on that water bottle. You're saying you want to have that water completed by 12 PM, you know, and, and that way you just have an idea. You can look at it and be like, Oh shoot, I've only drank this much water. And, uh, it's just an easy way to monitor it. Yeah, no, that's a great one. And another one actually I used to have my clients do, which is, um, set of reminders on your phone. You've got a smartphone, use it, be smart about using it and just put reminders. Just put, you know, by every two hours, have a little notification cut pops up and just say, did you drink your water? Are you drinking your water? How much water yeah. did you drink? So you just have that reminder. Same thing applies in food. If you want to eat every two hours or three hours, you could do, do that. Set up those reminders. And that's going to yeah. make a huge difference. Siri is your friend. Mm-hmm. Siri, <laughs> she's free. <laughs> All right. Well, well let's um, yeah, get, move on to the, to the next one. That I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to announce this one because this is what I live by. Those of you that have followed me for a while, I know we have a lot of new listeners and this podcast has just uh, turned out to be a big hit. But So we got a lot of new listeners, but some of my existing followers uh, know that I am huge on getting outside and just enjoying your life outside in the beautiful sunshine, getting that good old vitamin D. In fact, if I was ever going to be a rap star, that'd be my name. I'd be vitamin D. <laughs> and uh, so keep an eye out for my new late, for, keep an eye out for my new album coming out <laughs> in like D-L-O. 30 years. <laughs> so, but, but get outside. It's so easy to fall into the belief that the gym is really the only place that you can get your workout in. Um, guys, the gym is awesome and it's a necessary component to getting, getting muscles and getting ripped or I shouldn't say necessary, but almost necessary. Um, 
but it's semi-artificial. Let's go back to our roots and, and just get outside. I mean, Adil, you live in, in the summertime at least, probably one of the best places to live an active lifestyle. Oh, God. You know, you have no idea. I mean, that's the reason why I live in this region. I hike in the morning and then later on I go down and take my paddleboard and paddleboard almost all day or nice. my kayaks or, or kayaking. Or actually last week what we did is finished working out went straight to the trail and then we biked we mountain biked i mean it's incredible and it's amazing what your body can do and it's amazing what the transformation that could happen when you do those things so it's a at the gym like thomas says it's just a way for us to kind of keep that look and, right. and it's and it's quantifiable because you can look at your weights and you can know how we're progressing and you can know how Absolutely. you're doing it's it's totally totally cool we all we all like the gym and it's it's fun but the nice thing about working out outside is that it's fun and oftentimes you forget that you're even working out because you're just having a blast. Exactly. And then you, guess what? If you're in a great area, you're breathing some from very fresh air. You're connected with nature and, you know, you're connected with nature. You're doing all this cool stuff outside and there's a huge reward with it. I mean, the nature is just incredible. So get outside, explore. Um, if it's cold, you can bundle up. If it's warm, take that shirt off. That's why we're want to give you these tips here so you can have... You know, if you want that shredded look, yeah, this is cool. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be that way. You could get out no matter what and then experience the, you know, all these activities outside. And I think last time we would, uh, our group that we're coaching, we just told them every weekend we want a photo of you outside doing something. Yep. I don't care what it is. I don't care if you're mowing the lawn. I don't care if you're pushing a stroller. And not everyone has the luxury of living near some mountains or living near a body of water. But this country and this world is full of beauty in every way. And just, you know, if, if you're out in Kansas and you've got uh, the wheat fields out there, man, I mean, that's mm -hmm. beautiful too. Just enjoy the fresh air, get out. So that's, uh, that's something that I will always preach no matter what I, I will always, if, if the world came to an end and, you know, I couldn't work out anymore, uh, I'd at least want to be able to be outside. Yep. And I think there's a video of you showing, working out with a rock. I think yeah. you should totally Heck post yeah. that. should post uh, that sometimes on it. I'll post, I posted it up a long, a uh, long time ago before, you know, my, my, uh, media exposure really blew up. So I need to, I need to post it again so that I, my my friends, um, all my followers can see it. Yeah. And so that gives people no excuses to work out. Like yeah. I don't need to, um, oh, I don't have money to get a gym membership or the gym is too far from me or I don't have time. No, 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 no. All those excuses. So cut that out. All right. Well, the next one will be resting and recovery. So if you kayak and hike and bike and paddleboard and whatever it is, I think if you're not going to rest and give yourself or your body time to recover this is you're not going to be shredded you're not going to lose weight you're not going to be toned it's this is a critical component to make all these things happen right it's imperative it is just as important as your diet is and for for everyone that's listening you're listening because you're wanting to get ripped by summer and you're wanting to get ripped in the next couple of months and the best way to accelerate that is to get the proper rest you know you've got to you've got to gas up the car you've got to you got to let it recover and it's uh yeah i mean again we go back to cortisol levels and uh, keeping a healthy mind and if you if you're rested you find that you wake up in the morning motivated and ready to go if you're tired you're just that you're tired and it's hard to get rolling on anything and when you do get going on something you're half-assing it because your effort's not there because you're tired mm -hmm. so 
it's it's a hard hard thing to do. It's a challenge, but go to bed a little bit earlier, and uh, you know make an effort to. And for those of you that have a hard time going to bed earlier, then just be aware uh, of sleep. You know, there's I used to subscribe to the the notion that I had to get up at the same time every day because I had to get up to do my cardio. And yes, I get up to do my cardio, but I also listen to my body. You know, I typically don't like to set an alarm anymore. Um, unless I absolutely have to, because I like to let my body clock wake up, uh, wake me up. And the deal, that's something, you know, over the years of time, knowing you, uh, that you've taught me and, mm-hmm. uh, you're, you're very big on just listening to your body when it comes to rest. That's it. I mean, and that's, that's your body is, is pretty smart and it's, you got to listen to it. And if it's, I mean, that's, it's the same thing applies. I was just want to go back again to the eating habit. So, um, I don't eat per every two hours. I eat whenever my body's hungry. And then that's kind of a, you know, that's how I gauge it. That's the same thing with sleep and recovery. So I listen to it and um, you don't listen to it. You will pay the price later. You will pay the price now and later. Is and when you're when you're working hard and everyone's uh, you know you're you're in that groove and you're motivated and you don't want to sleep because everything's happening right. I've heard so many people say that that old phrase, "Oh, I'll sleep when I'm dead." <laughs> Guys, yeah, you'll sleep when you're dead, but that that time to sleep when you're dead is going to come a lot sooner if you don't get that sleep. So think about what you're saying. Do you really want to sleep when you're dead, or do you want to just sleep, you know, another thirty minutes every night and and live to be. 165. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And I think I think we should have an entire episode just about rest and recovery. There's just so much to say about it. So um, um, I think we'll, we'll we'll have another detailed podcast just about rest and recovery because there's a lot to say, a lot to lot to raise awareness to. So it's a uh, and for people who can't rest, there's always all these cool things to do in meditation and yoga and you know, God, there's so many things you could do just to rest because a lot of people cannot do that. They just can't rest. They just can't turn off their brain um, to do it. So um, definitely one of the things that you you need to, to to actually pay attention to as long with recovery. And if you want to speed up recovery, you really need to stretch. You really need to eat clean. You really need to rest. So, I mean, I, like you see all these things, all these elements we talked about are all complementing each other. They're all linked in a way or another. So um, if one of these is missing, I don't think, I don't think you, your goals won't be achievable as quickly as you want. They will be achievable, but it takes time. But if you hit all these elements, um, one by one, I think you'll be just fine. Um, and now, yeah. last one, we says, remember that body is perfect. Well, yeah, no, it's nobody is perfect, and you know we all we all have our bad days. Uh, it's yep. if you psych yourself out and you really uh, you you judge yourself based on those around you, you're, you're setting yourself up for failure. You really are because you're competing with yourself, and nobody's perfect. You're gonna mess up. You're gonna screw up from time to time, and you just have to accept it. That it's just part of it. There's no such thing as failure, and I don't want to sound like a broken record, but failure is an artificial word. It's mm-hmm. just, it's not, it's not real. It's, it's shouldn't even be in the vocabulary because what is failure? Every time you fail at something, you learn from it. I think it's growth. So just as long as you are aware of your mistakes and you're aware when you, uh, of your imperfections, then you can fix them. That's it. It doesn't take that, that much. I think a lot of people are hard on themselves. They, they want to, they have that perfectionist paralysis type of thing, you know, Oh God, I missed my diet today or I didn't eat well today. What eat well tomorrow, eat well the next meal, eat, drink enough water later, drink enough water the next day. 
train yep. t- tomorrow. So it doesn't have to be all perfect and had to fit certain, you know, plan. Yeah, it's good to have a plan, but again, not everybody sticks to a plan. And if you have a habit, it takes time to change it, chunk it. Take, take time to say, okay, I want to lose, let's say you have 30 pounds to lose. Just say, I'm not going to lose 30 pounds. I'm going to lose 10 pounds right now in a period of X, Y, Z. So have a realistic expectation, realistic um, goals instead of setting yourself up for failure. And later on, you're just, you're going to become so hard on your yourself. Oh, how come I didn't achieve that? Just because be realistic and nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. And, uh, you know, when it all comes down to it, you've just got to put one foot in front of the other and go bit by bit. If you're if you're feeling good, then everything else comes easier. And this isn't about getting as ripped as quickly as possible. It's about making a lifestyle change that will allow you to get ripped as quickly as possible. So don't think about it as a number. Don't think about it as a percentage of body fat, even though that's quantifiable. Think of it as being healthy. And when you're healthy, everything just comes easier and everything's clearer. And when you do remember that nobody's perfect, it makes a big difference. And there's a there's a quote that I'd like to uh, I'd like to quote from one of my all time favorite books, which is from a book called The Art of Racing in the Rain by Garth Stein. And I kind of want to leave you with this quote because it's something that's pretty important. And that simple quote is um, from the book. It says, in racing, we say the car goes where the eyes go. If you come crashing into the wall and you remain focused on the wall, you're going to remain crashing into the wall. But if you focus on the road ahead of you while you're crashing into the wall, you will correct and your car will follow where your eyes go. So what that means is that when you go basically full force into that wall because you're screwing up. You just, you were dieting hard and you just binged on a bunch of pizza. Don't focus on that pizza because you're just going to crash into it harder. Recorrect, don't overcorrect, but look right down the road that you're going and let your car get back on that road and go down the road that you're going. Because remember, it is a marathon, not a sprint. It's an endurance race. It is not a 100 meter dash. Amen, brother. And remember, your body is a temple. Treat it with respect. Exactly. It's the only one you've got. And as, uh, again, being in the fitness industry, I see this, I see these guys just, they, they get in such amazing shape, but then they destroy their bodies. And that is, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing because I'm in this industry. I'm in the fitness industry. I've done it. I've been on the magazines and I can tell you, I want to be doing it for a long time and I want to be able to help other people. Um, so it, it isn't about just getting there as quickly as you can. Exactly. There's no shortcuts. You know, it's a long-term thing. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Well, thank you so much. And thank you, our listeners, for listening. This is actually great. I hope you guys find all these uh, tips um, useful. And then please, please, please let us know how we're doing by going to iTunes and subscribe to our podcast and leave us five-star review, please. That's going to help us to spread our message. And going to get into more listeners that's a good deed so you are helping other people transform and that's a great thing to do we're all in for this together and until next time thomas 
Yeah. All right, guys. Hey, thanks again. And if you, uh, you know, again, you can always check out a little bit more at thomasdelauer.com. You can uh, follow me on Facebook, follow me on Instagram, learn more about the podcast and learn where you can see the, uh, the notes from today's podcast or tonight's podcast, I should say, so that you can uh, have some sort of cliff notes and little uh, cheat sheets, if you will, that'll summarize everything we talked about. Awesome. Until next time, stay healthy. Take care. <laughs> you guys.